0: All right, who's in the mood to celebrate this morning? Anybody in the mood to celebrate? Yeah, I'm in the mood to celebrate. Hey, I just want to take a moment really quick and recognize we've got so many pregnant ladies here right now. Like, I guess that's our new growth strategy as a church. So guys get to work. That was totally inappropriate. So... Um, Hey, seriously, we're excited to have each and every one of you with us today, especially if you're a guest. I wanna let you know, kind of give you a heads up, this will feel like a different Sunday because there are a lot of people in this room right now anticipating our big announcement, which is where our future home will be as a church. And we're gonna get to that, but I don't wanna get to it quite yet. What I'd like to do right now is actually celebrate what happened last week. Last week, we had over 1,200 people show up to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus with us. Come on, this is incredible. But what we like to celebrate the most around here, which is life changing Jesus. We had 24 baptisms last week. Come on, somebody. Thank you, God. And still so many of you, like so many of you seizing the resurrection power that runs through your veins. And as my encouragement to you was last, my encouragement to you last week, and so many of you took me up on it to actually seize that resurrection power and take a step out of what you have been stuck in. Because listen to me, we fully believe that because Jesus defeated death, that you can have victory in this life. You can have victory against addiction. You can have victory against bondage. You can have victory against the things that you might be compromised in right now. We believe because Jesus defeated death that you can have victory in this life can I get an amen this morning because that is absolutely true. So let's just pray for that right now. God, thank you. Thank you for not just what you did last Sunday, but thank you what you continue to do in the life of this church. Father, thank you that we do have resurrection power running through our veins which means we can overcome any obstacle that is put in front of us. Father, I pray you remind us of that each and every day that we wake up, that we take a breath and we start to walk in faith once again. So God, thank you for today. We pray this in Christ's name. Everybody said amen. Well, hey, again, I know you're ready for the big announcement. I know you want to know where we're going, but I need you to do me a favor. I need you to be patient for a second because it's important to me and I hope it's important to you to remind us of where we've been. Today is not just about an announcement for me. You need to know this. Today, I get to celebrate with you a culmination of a dream that God put in my heart many years ago. And so I would tell you that, honestly, this kind of started around 2013. And in 2013, Emily and I uh, were at a conference together, but we weren't sitting together. We We were with two different groups. And while we were in that conference and we were listening to this speaker, both of us, both of us were convicted that God was going to ask us to do something difficult in two years' time. Now, you need to know this. I know I'm a pastor and I'm supposed to like experience these hyper spiritual things, but that's not, that's not common for me. And so like when Emily and I came together after hearing that speaker and I'm like, babe, I think God's going to call us to do something hard in two years. She's like, I felt the exact same thing. Like that was just a moment, a moment, c- that, a moment cemented in our minds that God was up to something, but we didn't know quite yet what it was. Well, almost two years to the date, I kid you not, almost two years to the date we moved our family from Arizona to Colorado Springs to plant Trace Church. And we didn't have a home to live in, but we had a hope and a prayer. And uh, there was a church here in town that actually allowed us to stay in a house that they owned. And it was in that little house six years ago, right around six years ago, it was in that little house in the living room where we started Trace Church with about 25 people. And again, we didn't have any money, but we had a hope and a prayer. And then a little bit after that, in September of 2016, we launched Trace Church officially in Liberty High School. Anybody with us from Liberty High School days? Let me hear from you. Yeah, yeah. It's like set up and tear down church ain't for sissies, is it? I mean, that's some hard work, but we saw God do some incredible things in our short period there. And I say short period because in the church planting world, when you start a new church, you fully expect to be in kind of a set up, tear down situation. You fully expect to be in a school for about five years. And so I was preparing our team for that. Hey, be ready, we're gonna be in this school for five years. But little did we know, little did we know that God was orchestrating something different, that God was setting up divine appointments and allowed us to have conversations with the right people at the right time. And it allowed us just in nine months, just nine months after we launched Trace Church that we were able to move into this space. Now, this space didn't look like it does now when we moved into it four years ago. And you'll see some slides that they're gonna run through here. And here's what I would tell you, and I gotta be careful because I'm getting emotional this morning. I am so humbled and honored for all of you that stepped up and helped us put a lot of sweat equity into this building to make it what it is today. Again, you can see what it was because we were able to create the spaces that you now get to come and worship in, that your kids get to come and experience Jesus in, and we never had to borrow a dime. Can we give it up for God for that? And as good as this space has been to us, and honestly it has, this has been a great space, but we know it's a means that's going to come to an end because our lease ends here in February of 2024. And so it was probably about a year ago where I started looking to the horizon and thinking about and praying about what does our future home need to look like? Where could our future home even potentially be? And what is it going to take for us to actually get there? Because we didn't want to get into another lease agreement, another lease situation. We don't want to re-up our lease here because our mortgage or our rent would be so high. It's just not a good use of God's resources. And, so, and we also didn't want another space where they would take our parking lot away from. us. So anybody remember this a couple months ago? Yeah. And so we wanted a permanent home. If you go back and read about the story of Abraham in Genesis, even before the tabernacle, even before the temple, Abraham actually planted a tree in the ground because he wanted there to be a, a special place and space where he came to worship God. That's what we want. That's what we wanted. We wanted our own permanent home, a place where we could put roots, In the ground and so what i did is i stood up in front of you about a year ago and i said guys here's what i think god's calling us to do i think he's ready for us to make a move but we have to get prepared financially if we're going to seize the right opportunity as it's presented to us then we've got to get prepared financially and getting prepared financially meant we needed to get one million dollars in the bank and so from that moment i started encouraging you guys to be praying And planning to bring a sacrificial offering on our five-year anniversary, which was this last September. And we called it a seeds offering for a very specific reason, because in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we read this. Paul says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure." For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all that you need. And Trace, God has provided. He's provided through you. He's provided through some means that are just incredible. Again, only things that he can orchestrate. And so since that moment, our special seeds offering that started in September, with both the seeds offering and the savings that we have set aside, we've been able to come up with this much money. One million dollars, yeah, 159,822 dollars and 52 cents. Come on. Gotta get that 52 cents in there. We want every penny, every penny. And guys, it's because of this, ready? It's because of this that I'm honored and I'm humbled to not just tell you, but to show you the future of Trace Church. Now, you can give it up because this is an, gonna be an incredible spot for us as a, as a church. So many of you know this is right across the street from the Chapel Hills Mall. Uh, it was currently, or it is currently, North Springs Alliance Church, uh, but they've decided to move to a different location here in our city, which allowed us to have some conversations with them behind the scenes. And I want you to know something. Because of the different people that we have been connected to uh, that, again, I would say are God-divine appointments, uh, we were able to talk to them before it went to market. And we probably paid a a million dollars less than we would have if it would have gone to market. And so you better start clapping because I need you to be in a celebratory mood this morning. Somebody better see how God is working in through the life of this church. And you may have noticed that it didn't look that big because it ain't. It ain't that big yet. And I say, yet yeah, it's 17,000 square feet, but it sits on six acres, which allows us room to expand and to grow. And we do need to expand and to grow. And so we're in the process of working with architects right now to build a brand new worship center that's going to be attached to that current space. Now, to be clear, we don't have the resources for that yet. We had the resources to purchase the property, but we don't have the resources yet to build that extension, and we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks and months. But that leaves us with a really unique opportunity. Well, let me back up and tell you this. I think you should know this. Some of these things I think, ah, I think you should know this. There was a lending agency that was ready to lend us millions of dollars more than what any other lending agency would have because they believe in what God is doing through this church. They see the example of life change. They see the growth that we're experiencing. And they were like, Aaron, we believe in what God is doing there and we're gonna give you a bunch more money than anybody else would because of that. But borrowing all that money now would have strapped us so much financially because of where we're at now as a church that it would have limited the amount of ministry that we can do and you just need to know my heart on this, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to sacrifice the ministry that we're able to do now just so that we can get in a building sooner. And so we actually said no to that opportunity and we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait, which leads us to a, it leads us to an interesting timeline that we have learned is giving us a unique opportunity and I wanna talk to you about that. You see our lease will end here at Rock Remmen in February of 2024 and we close on the Chapel Hills location on July 1st of this year. And if you haven't done the math yet, that gives us 19 months where we have access to two different locations. And we could play it safe. We could just stay here and write out the rest of our lease and then move over there, or we could use two locations to take the best news in the whole world to a lost and broken world, which is exactly what we're going to do. And some of you are halfway clapping right now because you're like, what does that even mean? How do we do that? (laughs) And we get it. And I'm not going to answer all the questions right now, but I would tell you we've got two really solid plans that we're praying through. And when we finally land on which one of those plans we want to move forward with, I'll bring that to your attention. I will let you know that we're not planning on doing videos, so some of you maybe have been a part of video churches. We don't want to do video teaching, so there will be live teaching at both locations. And to be clear, this is just temporary. This is just temporary. It's us, it's us seizing this unique opportunity in front of us. So I want you to remember the scenario of numbers right here. You can go and jump to the next slide. One, two, one. One, two, one. We're one church and we're gonna be at two locations for a temporary amount of time, and then we're coming back to one church again. And so that timeline looks like this. In launch, we're gonna launch Trace Church Chapel Hills in September of 2022. We're hoping that we can break ground based on where we're gonna be a year from now, financially, hopefully in a different spot. We're gonna break ground on our new worship center, probably late summer, early fall of 2023. And then we're gonna move into our new space when our lease ends here in February 2024 and we're all gonna come back together. Guys, we really do believe, listen, we really do believe that this is an incredible opportunity. From the very beginning of this church, which is why I wanted to take just a few moments and share with you some of the history of this church. Because from the beginning, God has used this little church to make a huge impact and we do not wanna slow down now you should know that Trace is in the top 5% of churches that are actually bigger now than they were before COVID. And I talk with pastors all around the nation and a lot of them are asking me, how did you do that? Like, how are you guys bigger now? How did you grow bigger now than you were pre-COVID? Because again, 95% of the churches in America are actually smaller than they were pre-COVID. And the answer to that is, I really don't know, but maybe, maybe it's because this little church continues to make such a big impact in the lives of people who come to it. Guys, it's not time to settle. It's not time to settle for the status quo. It's time to be strategic. It's it's time to catch the wind and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us so that we can take more ground for Jesus. Guys, it's time to allow this unique opportunity to give us a posture and position to want to go and find more people who need to hear about the hope of Jesus, not in just this one area of our city, but in two areas of our city. And listen to me, we know, we know this is going to take some hard work. And if I can just speak personally, I am so incredibly blessed that I have a team behind me 100%, like truly we are all unified, we all completely agree that this is our best opportunity to reach the most people now. But we also know it's gonna be very difficult and we're going to need you, listen to me, we're gonna need every single one of you to help us pull this off. Which means in September when we launch, our Chapel Hill's location. We're gonna have to take a lot of our serve team members that are here currently, and we're gonna ask them to go over there because they already know our systems and our processes, which means that's going to leave a big gap here. There's gonna be a lot of spots that we need to fill here, and we don't wanna sacrifice quality or excellence on either location, which means we need so many of you to step up and to serve God through Trace Church. To be clear, listen to me. To be clear, I'm not asking you To just fill a gap. I'm asking you to fill a purpose. I'm not asking you to fill a gap. It's so much bigger than that. I'm asking you to help us to fill a purpose. God has this church on assignment. And if you've been coming for any amount of time, you see it. God has this church on assignment. That much is clear to me. And to pull it off I actually think he sent us a lot of new people here recently. If you don't know this, look around. We're growing. We've grown by 40% since, since December of 2021. And so I believe God has prepared us for this moment. I believe he's given us this assignment and he has prepared us for this assignment. And listen to me, I believe this to the bottom of my toes. I believe every single one of you And I wish I could look each of you in the eye when I say this. I believe every single one of you has the potential and the ability to make us a better church. I believe every single one of you has the potential and the ability to be the reason. That you can be the reason that someone wants to come back here next week. That you can be the reason why this two location model is a success. That you can be the reason that a kid begs their parents to come back to church next week. That you could be the reason that a student gives their life to Jesus, that you can be the reason that our worship goes from awesome to next level, that you could be the reason that someone feels more welcomed here than they have anywhere else, that you could be the reason that marriages here get mended instead of melt away, that you can be the reason that someone finally understands that there's always hope in Jesus, no matter what they've done and no matter where they have been. And I want all of us I want all of us to be the reason that we become a not-so-with-you, not-so-with-you kind of church. Let me explain this briefly. In Jesus's ministry, there's a moment when the disciples start to think, hey, when all of this is over, like, where am I going to be? Am I going to be on your left in heaven, Jesus? Am I going to be on your right? In other words, what's in this for me? And Jesus catches wind of this, and he pulls everybody in. And he says, fellas, listen to me. Not so with you. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great, everybody say great. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So let me ask you a question. Do you wanna be a part of a good church or do you wanna be a part of a great church? I wanna hear from you. Do you wanna be a part of a good church or do you wanna be a part of a great church? I wanna be a part of a great church and that's not dependent on the preaching or the worship, even though those things are incredibly important. It's dependent on the posture that we take as servant leaders. It's the posture of saying, this is not about me. This is about you, Jesus, and I have the ability. I can be the reason that someone gets to bump into you. And so, Trace, I'm asking you, help us to become a great church. I already believe we're on our way there, but so much of what will depend on whether or not we can go from good to great will depend on your ability to be available so that God can use you to be the reason. To be the reason that someone gets to find hope in Jesus. And when a church has that kind of heartbeat, then Ephesians 2 becomes their reality. Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. I believe when we take the posture entirely as a church of servant leaders willing to say, not so with me. I'm not gonna make this about me. I'm gonna make it about you, Jesus. When all of us collectively start to take on that kind of posture, immeasurably more. God's gonna do immeasurably more in and through the life of this church than we could even think, ask, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. Let me close with this. Today we are kicking off this new series called One. And as I'm putting this opportunity, this ask in front of you, it's It's possible that you're thinking to yourself, someone else will step up. Someone else will step in, someone else will serve. Somebody else can probably do this better than me. I don't think God wants somebody else. I think he wants you. I think he wants you to be the one. It only takes one to make a difference. But I'm asking all of you to be the one. Will you be the reason? Will you be the reason that somebody that's just barely hanging on right now finds hope once again? Will you be the reason that somebody gives church another shot because of the baggage that they're carrying with them? Will you be the reason that somebody continues to stay in the fight for their marriage instead of bowing out? Will you be the reason that our teenagers who come here each and every week actually see that there's other adults in their life that love them and want the best for them? Will you be the reason while we're not just a good church, but we become a great church and a beacon for this city, for people in this city to find hope? I'm gonna pray for us, and then I'm gonna ask you to do something today during our time of response and we're gonna have an extended time of response today specifically because I want you to spend some time with God on this. Let me pray right now. Father, thank you again for this morning. Thank you that we get to celebrate our future home, God, a place just like Abraham, we plant a tree in the ground, a place in a space where we can call home. God, I pray that it's not just a building to us, it's not brick and mortar, but it's a place that will become a source of hope for so many that are broken in the city. And so God, I pray you continue to prepare us, allow us to come together in this moment to seize this unique opportunity. It's just a short window of time, but we really do believe, God, that we will reach the most people by doing this now. We love you. We pray this in Christ's name, amen.